Welcome back to the Champion Forum podcast, everyone. I am your host, Lem Woodson, and we are excited to be with you again on your journey to lead, inspire, and win. By the time you listen to this, you will be well into 2021, and you'll be able to take a look at your goals and your resolutions for this year. So you'll be able to assess how you've been doing. You know, we want to challenge you to go back and listen to Jeff's New Year's episode from last year, January of 2020, and the title of it is New Year's Resolutions Are Overrated. In this episode, Jeff provides proven tips to ensure your goals are met for the coming year, but be sure not to miss the show notes from that episode as well. The show notes provide application activities to get you prepared to conquer 2021. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. All right, everyone, I hope you are excited for this episode. It's going to be a great one. The feedback sandwich. I'm now going to turn it over to Jeff as he talks about why the sandwich technique is not a good option and some things to consider as alternatives. Thank you, Lem. Good to be back in the studio with you. Yes, I agree. This is uh, by the time our listeners are listening to this episode, they're assessing their New Year's goals. And uh, it's around this time that you're either making progress uh, or maybe you've given up or maybe you're falling backwards. That episode uh, that we released in January of 2020 will really get the listener into a mindset of what do I need to do to make sure that I'm executing properly. Maybe reevaluate those goals. Maybe reevaluate where you are on that journey, pivots, adjustments that might you might need to make uh, to do that. So make sure, listener, you check out that episode. Uh, but I do want to talk about delivering negative feedback. And specifically, I want to talk about the feedback sandwich that many of you have been taught to do uh, that is not really that effective. I'm not a big fan of it. I get why it's taught, but I'm not a big fan. You see, people that I've experienced that don't get the feedback thing right, they tiptoe around giving feedback that others may take as negative. And there's a host of reasons for this. All types of leadership, quote-unquote, wisdom is provided on how to give negative feedback, but many of them diminish the leader's credibility. And this, this just cannot happen to be a credible leader, to, to be a leader that creates that leadership brand, that leadership presence. And this is these types of suggestions to the leader to, to play games rather than to be honest and direct with feedback. And I, again, I get why that coaching happens, maybe to the new leader. And I get why uh, we take soft approaches to feedback, you know, maybe in fear of hurting someone's feelings or whatever it might be. And one of the least effective techniques on how to give negative feedback is the feedback sandwich. Why I wanted to talk about this today is because I've observed this with some of the people that I'm coaching. And this is uh, sometimes that leader that, one, hasn't been taught any other way. 
Two, they're passive by approach, meaning, you know, they got this big heart. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, especially when you have to give negative feedback to somebody that's a high culture fit. They're good people, all of these different things. So I understand the concept. I understand why. But if you if that's you, this is the type of leader that, you know, the sandwich effect, you tell the person something good. Tell them then what you that what you have to say that's negative, and then you end with this praise or encouragement. So it's good, bad, good, hence the sandwich. When the feedback sandwich is used, the person's antenna immediately raises, and it causes confusion and questions the leader's authenticity. This is not something that you want to have in question as a leader. As a result, the follower seldom listens to the positives that the leader is spewing, uh, they don't even go there. They tune out. What, what happens is the follower is waiting for the other shoe to drop. And when it does, they hang on to every single word. Finally, when the last slice of praise is added to the sandwich, the person has tuned out because they're trying to process everything that you just said. Matter of fact, it's probably going to send some confusion. And once they get away from this meeting of this uh, sandwich you know, approach, they realized that the leader was dishonest by trying to give them praise when what the leader really wanted to do was tell them something was wrong. So it then begs the question, how should you be providing negative feedback? Well, the first thing is you got to recognize that this is a three-part process and the three parts have different purposes. The first part is sharing the negative information and letting the person process the feedback. This is a much different approach than the sandwich approach, where the first step is deliver something good, deliver something positive. I'm in disagreement with that. I think the first part is sharing the, the negative information or the corrective criticism or the constructive feedback and let that person process the feedback. The second part is problem solving. And the third part is to ensure follow-up happens and to begin to discuss what was learned from the situation. So I want to break these steps down to you, and I really want you to think about these, and some of these will be highlighted in the show notes. Uh, go back to these show notes that you can be a part of, uh, thechampionforum.com forward slash show notes. Dissect this information. The next time that you have to deliver some negative feedback, pull these show notes out, think about how you're going to deliver, and push through this potential discomfort that you have, regardless of your personality style, so that you can be a more effective leader in delivering feedback the right way. So let's dive into them. Part one, share the negative feedback. The first thing that you have to know is be honest in what you're about to say. Be, be very honest. You know, honesty is never a bad thing, even when the news might be undesirable. Uh, it could go something like this. I need to talk to you about something and you're probably not going to like what I have to tell you. I mean, look, that is really setting the stage. This is preparing them mentally to, hey, I need to posture myself in a way to be prepared uh, that this might not be news that I want to hear. Uh, second, get to your point immediately. Here's what I need to share with you. Obviously, this is a place to pick words carefully so that you're not, uh, they are objective. Your words need to be very objective, very descriptive in nature, and not emotional or blaming. 
This is very important. That's why as leaders, we can't be emotional. We play the ball, not the opponent. The outcome of a tennis match is based off how the ball moves back and forth across the net, not necessarily the opponent. This is the same type of mentality we have to have in going into feedback. The feedback that we're delivering is the ball. The opponent, call it that, is the person we're delivering it to. So we cannot let emotions on our end or on their end determine how we're going to deliver feedback. So again, in sharing negative feedback, that has to come direct. Let them know that what you're about to say may create some tension, and here's what it is. Here's what I need to share with you. Third thing is provide time to process the information. Let them process. Let them think about this. This is where these awkward pauses come in very, very effective. You may say something like this. I know this may be a surprise to you and you may need some time to gather your thoughts. So we deliver the feedback and we let them know, look, I know this might not be what you were expecting. I know this might not be what you wanted to hear. I'm going to give you some time to process that. Let them know, hey, I'm interested in your opinion of the situation. But most importantly, I'm interested in what we can do to correct what went wrong. You see, as a leader, we cannot overlook problems. They typically don't go away by themselves. Then the fourth thing in this step is set up a time to talk. Set up a time to follow up and have the discussion. You simply let them know, look, let's set up a time to discuss this in depth after you've had some time to gather your thoughts. Now we're letting them know, look, we're going to let you process this. Now, what I will say is don't wait very long for the discussion, uh, an hour or so, the next day, whatever it might be. As the leader, it's your responsibility to be sure that you follow that this follow-up conversation occurs. Now, all of this is dependent upon your team. Uh, nothing that I ever give you on this uh, podcast is ever going to override leadership tact. These are general principles. So you have to know your team. You have to know personalities. You have to know typically how somebody may or may not react. You may have somebody that welcomes this kind of feedback, and you could just have some transparent dialogue right then and there. So know your audience. Finally, in this first step, offer your assistance. Hey, look, I want to help fix this issue, but we need to talk about where I can be of help. Let's discuss this. Let's discuss this when we next talk. So now you, what you've done in this first step of talking them through this negative feedback. So again, you're coming right out front. You're going to share this negative feedback. You're going to take them through this series of, of progress into how this feedback is going to be delivered. So now the feedback's out there. Now they know exactly where you stand. They know exactly where they might have went off course. Then comes part two, problem solving. How the follow-up meeting is conducted is very important. Because keep in mind, anytime that we're doing this as a leader, the whole point in doing this is to create progress, to help everybody on our team reach their fullest potential, to guide people on the path of the mission of the team, of the organization. So when you have this problem-solving meeting, as soon as you sit down, get to the point. Ask for their analysis and listen to what they have to say. By this time, they've had time to process what the negative feedback was, what the construct constructive criticism was. Now they've thought through all of these things. 
whatever it might be. They look, the first thing they might do is defect deflect some blame. It's not my fault. We all have those kind of people that we've led. Often the person will want to point the finger at another person or why it's not their fault. Let the person know that you want their view of the actions that took place, but you are not interested in placing blame. This doesn't help anybody. Let them know that your goal is to correct the situation and even create something better out of it. This is the goal. And when people know that, now you're creating a safe zone for very transparent and very honest and open discussion. Push to create positive out of the negative by discussing the objectives of what a positive solution would look like. Ask for their ideas on this and incorporate them into the solution. They're not always going to have all the answers. Be ready for that. Again, know your employee. Know their tenure with the organization. Know what they bring to the table. They may not have a lot, but we at least want to open up that dialogue. The other thing that this does is it gets the person thinking of their own solutions. This is a great way to help an employee progress through that, call it enthusiastic beginner, disillusioned learner, to the peak performer stages, which ultimately is what we're trying to do as a leader. And then agree on the plan. Ask them what steps they think should occur to correct the issue. This creates amazing dialogue. The other thing that it might do is it might have the employee bringing solutions that you didn't even think about. Innovation, better processes, better systems, better procedures, getting right people in, the, in, in different roles, whatever these things might be. But and a plan has got to be agreed upon. Discuss follow-up times and actions that need to be taken. So from this plan that's been talked about, you can't just have the conversation, walk away, and assume as a leader everything's going to happen. This is something you should be following up on. It's no different than training. You train, you show them how to do it, you observe them doing it, and then you coach and redirect. This is the same way with negative feedback. Negative feedback uh, or constructive feedback is not seeing somebody doing something wrong and saying, stop doing it that way. Well, that's not a corrective behavior. That's not how leaders lead to corrective behavior. This is not what we want to do. This is how we want to do it. How do you feel about how we could do it better? Then agreeing on the plan. All right, we're in agreement that moving forward, this is how it's going to be done. And now as a leader, we're spot checking. Is what I expect to happen being inspected? This is so important. Why this is often missed from leaders is because we're busy. We have more to do than time to do it. But I can tell you this, as a leader, you always have to be diagnosing how you're going to get the best return on investment of your time. Developing people is a great way to do that. It gets back to, uh, do I want to help people fish or do I want to teach people how to fish? Listen, uh, helping fishing for people, you're going to catch a lot of fish. But I will tell you this, when you start reproducing who you are, now you're getting true effectiveness. Now you're getting true leadership impact. And then lastly, encourage that employee. Encourage them about the road ahead. The time for encouragement and reassurance come in the follow-up meeting after the employee has had a chance to process that they had made a mistake. Then and only then does the encouragement come. Because oftentimes when it comes too early, uh, like the sandwich effect, 
it becomes so disingenuous. It, it, it just crushes authenticity. It makes you look like a fluffy leader. It makes you look like you're not ready to be firm and you're not ready to be direct. At this time, in this, in this, prog in this progression, the leader can tell the employee that they have had a good reputation, if that's true, and that the plan that is being implemented should resolve the issue. Let them know things go wrong sometimes. And the only correctable error is not fixing something when it goes wrong. This is the only time that it's uncorrectable. So listen, there, you, again, you have to assess, depending on how, how egregious was the offense or the thing that they did wrong, if it was like a harassment thing or you know whatever it might be, you're going to take a much different tone. But keep in mind, we don't, we're not pulling somebody in to give them feedback just to beat them down. Because if you're a leader that does that, at best, you're going to get compliance when you're around. But we want to create a culture and an environment as a leader that people aren't looking at us uh, and saying, I have to work for them. We want our people, we want our subordinates looking at us and saying, I don't want to let that leader down. This is why this type of feedback delivery is so important. And then lastly, part three, the follow-up. So now we, we've had the discussion, we've given them the negative feedback, they understand exactly what it is, we've, we've hit step two, the problem solving, hey, this is what we're going to do to correct this behavior moving forward, we've engaged them on feedback, now we have set firm expectations of how we're going to move forward, and then the last piece of this process is the follow-up. You're going to follow up with this person. You're going to meet with them. You're going to assess how the plan is going, how the plan is being implemented. Now is the time to talk about what was learned. This is, this is when we go into a very reflective posture. This discussion should occur after the, the ship has been righted and things are once again under control. Only then will the person be in a position to objectively evaluate what could have been done differently and what they learned. This is a time for encouragement around what was learned and how it's going to make them better. I will tell you that reflection is one of the best teachers. Think about it in your own leadership journey. Maybe in the moment when you made a mistake, something went sideways, you didn't see it. Maybe you're an overachiever and when you get feedback, you do tend to be defensive. Nobody loves to be wrong. Let's keep this in mind. But great leaders help people stay on the road. They help pull them back into the middle. They help get them on the path to success. And sometimes it's not after the fact until that person can look back and say, wow, man, I am so glad that my leader uh, had the courage, had the boldness to deliver the feedback the way they did. And furthermore, they helped guide me along the way to make sure that I was doing things the right way. I can tell you this is something that's very, very rewarding as a leader. Not always the most comfortable thing to do, but I can tell you after time passes and somebody that you have had the ability to make deposits with comes walking in your office and says, hey, uh, man, you remember that one time that you really let me have it? 
Remember that one time that you really let me know that what I was doing was wrong and it was unacceptable and that I had let you down and let the team down and you coached me back onto the path and you helped me get there even though I didn't like it? I got to tell you, man, now that I have my own team and now that I've been promoted three times since that conversation, you know, I often look back, leader, and I wonder if you wouldn't have had that conversation if I'd be where I am today. Folks, I have had the privilege to have these types of conversations with people well after the fact. And I can tell you as a leader, it's one of the most rewarding things. So ask yourself, are you giving feedback the right way? Are you, are you too passive in your approach by giving them this sandwich type methodology? I'd love to hear your feedback. What are your thoughts on the sandwich feedback approach? Are you doing that now? How's that working for you? Is there a better way? I come to believe that there is. I'm not a big fan of the sandwich approach. The reason I'm addressing this so firmly today is because as I'm in this capacity now, doing what I'm doing, you know, seeing different organizations, seeing different leadership styles, I'm finding more and more this is a common approach to feedback, and I am absolutely not a big fan of it. Why don't you email me, Jeff Hancher at thechampionforum.com. I'd like to hear your feedback on how you have successfully delivered feedback. I'd like to hear your objective feedback on the sandwich approach. Maybe you love it. Maybe there's reasons why. I'd love to hear that. Shoot me some questions, maybe for a future episode. But I will tell you this, at the end of the day, if you've got nothing else out of this episode, never look past an opportunity to hold people accountable and to help them right the ship. It is our responsibility at the essence of leadership, to help everybody reach their fullest potential. And, get, and delivering constructive criticism and tough feedback is at the heart of every great leader. So to recap, the three specific points in delivering negative feedback or constructive criticism. Part one, share the negative feedback. Part two, go into problem solving. And part three is the follow-up. Following these three steps will help you well on your way to leadership effectiveness and getting the very best out of your team. Well, if you have learned nothing else today, please know that using the sandwich technique should be avoided. A praise followed by criticism, it undermines the positive impact of praise and it weakens the corrective feedback significance. It's always best to be direct when giving feedback because the compliment sandwiches are often viewed as not being authentic. I mean, feedback is effective when it's timely, relevant, and direct. I hope that today's message challenged you to evaluate how you are handling negative feedback. And listen, be sure to get the show notes and work through the application activities that'll help you implement the content and be on your way to leadership excellence. Those can be found at thechampionforum.com forward slash show notes. And once again, everyone, thank you so much for joining today. And never forget, you have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.